Hey, and welcome to the Get Richer Teacher podcast. My name is Ola, and I'll be your guide and mentor on your way to realizing your potential as an educator. If the title of the podcast is triggering, that's even better, because that means that I still have some work to do. My mission is to help teachers work independently and believe that they deserve more freedom and more money. As a teacher, you are allowed to work with your perfect students rather than some random people challenging how much you charge and asking why so much. If you're ready to become a richer teacher, build and scale an independent teaching business that can support your dreams and your lifestyle, then you're in the right place. The world knows that teachers are superheroes. Let's get paid what we're worth, shall we? Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Get Richer Teacher. And guys, today I had this um, idea. I thought that I would share what I'm actually doing while recording this podcast. And I thought it would be useful uh, or, I don't know, in any way helpful that you'll know that I don't always have everything figured out. And like this business of mine, yes, it's working well. Yes, I'm super proud of it. Yes, it's like literally something that... Um, brings me so much joy and satisfaction because I absolutely love what I do. But it's not like everything always comes easy. Also, there is this assumption that there are some people who are just better at certain things, maybe better at, at being entrepreneurs, better at running businesses. I think that's complete bullshit. And also, isn't it, it a little bit hypocritical, especially from coming from a teacher? Because we always say to our students, oh, don't you think that there is such a thing as talent for languages? Everybody can learn because everybody can learn. But do you actually ever understand what that means? It will not look in your case the way it looks for somebody else. And the same with business. It's it, your business will look differently for you. It won't look like my business, so I would never want you to try and copy me or like sit and think, oh, how is she doing all of this? Because reality check, I don't always have it easy or I don't always have it figured out. So to bring you a little bit closer to my reality, I'm currently sitting in my bedroom where I moved my uh, office table because um, I've been recording lots of videos. So it's not really an ideal solution. Um, I feel like I'm, I've been working a little bit too much. I feel like I've been obsessing a little bit over work and I know it needs to finish soon because otherwise I will burn out again. Um, and it's literally 10, 16 in the evening when I'm recording this podcast, but I absolutely have to do it because there is a deadline tomorrow for my virtual assistant who will be <laughs> posting it so that it can come out on Monday. So I'm doing things last minute and it's not that I do it every time and all the time, but this time, yeah, it happened. It's due to a lot of factors. I've been dealing with some tax issues, with some like, you know, the fact that I actually struggle to take breaks and I often obsess over things um, until I found a solution. And I know it's not healthy, but the reason why I'm sharing is, again, to just let you know that it's absolutely fine 
to feel, even for prolonged periods, like you don't know what you're doing or that it will never work out. Because at the moment, I do have lots of those thoughts. And also, it's because I'm obsessing over <laughs> solving problems so much. And I think it contributes to that. But also, I just wanted to share because sometimes, you know, social media, and you might be thinking that such a positive, energetic person like me, which I know I am in general, is just never struggles or never, never um, has the same problems or the same kind of doubts that normal, quote unquote, people have. I absolutely do. Um, so while I'm sitting here and still it brings me so much joy and pleasure to record this episode. So I wanted to talk to you today about the right things to focus in your teaching business, the things that actually matter, the things that you should be prioritizing. And the way I wanted to do it is by contrasting them with things that people usually focus on and show you how that might not be the most effective. So I hope you enjoy it. And uh, remember that I'm always rooting for you, that I'm always, always thinking of you because literally this has been my mission it's it's like yes this business is bringing me lots of satisfaction and money and um, the freedom for my family and the independence that I've always wanted but the fact that there are people who message me and say I've you've changed my life or uh, I'm so glad that the universe has created you. That literally is a message I've recently received. I actually received it tonight. I'm going to share. Why not? It's To me, it's mind-blowing. It's unbelievable. And also, it's something that I some somewhere deep down don't believe that I deserve because I've never heard those things in my life. So just know that I appreciate every one of you and I'm uh, your big, biggest, biggest cheerleader. That's why I do what I do, basically. So <laughs> without any further ado, um, let me talk to you about the 10 things that you should focus in your business. So number one is focusing or not focusing, let's start with that one first, um, on things that you think you aren't. So there are a lot of people, and I think that we have a natural tendency to see our weaknesses much easier. Remember that situation from a job interview when they ask you for your strengths and weaknesses? It's so much easier to come up with our with things that we don't do well because we are so much more aware of them. Um, I don't know if it's the way we think, it's the way our brains are wired, but it's just it just comes easier. And then we naturally assume that we should just work on them and improve them. But then... I believe that in order to live a really good life and to be successful in business, you actually should quit that as soon as possible and focus on what you are. Because there are people who wouldn't even notice that you've got certain weaknesses that you that you focus on so much and are trying to change because they see all the good in you, all the talents and all the unique um, features that you have as a person and as a teacher. So to give you an example, I've always thought that I was a chaotic speaker. I've always thought that I have to improve the way I speak, that I can never get to the point because, you know, ADHD and stuff and not being able to focus. But then people said, but you speak so charismatically. So that's what we focus on. And I'm like, such a light bulb moment, right? People don't even notice that there might be a little bit too much fluff, perhaps, 
it's 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 what I've got to say that counts. So I want you to do the same thing. Focus on what you are and what you already have. And maybe it would be a good idea to start writing those things down if you don't know what they are. Because it's it's it it might not come easy to you or it might not be obvious. And then the thing number two would be um I want you to stop thinking of perfect solutions for everything. So a lot of people, when they start building their businesses, for some reason, I'm thinking of my husband at the moment, who whenever we have an idea, because we do want to work together at some point, um, he thinks that we need to find a perfect, perfect, perfect solution for it. And the reason why it kind of came to my mind is that we, I realized that we kind of do it in every area of our life. Like, for example, choosing a film to watch. We would go onto IMDb and check which films are above seven or above eight, because otherwise they are not worth our attention but maybe they are we just haven't given them a chance and again it's the same in business what if you're focusing so much on researching the perfect solution like for example posting an instagram reel at the perfect time with the perfect caption with the perfect whatever else and completely missing the point that it actually just has to bring some form of value and that people should notice it. So there are so many more important things that you could be focusing on. So catch yourself next time you're looking for a perfect solution and maybe just accept that some solutions are, you, you don't even have enough evidence whether they won't work. Like for example, oh, I want to start a newsletter, but I don't know what I'll be writing about. Cool, right? But what if that inspiration comes? What if you will have enough ideas to keep it going? Maybe not weekly, maybe every other week, absolutely fine. But think about it. Then thing number two, three is um, something that, again, a lot of people do. It's busy work. And while teachers and a lot of people in general say that, you know, they are burnt out, they would like to have more life work balance or more time for their hobbies, passions, they work too much. But actually, to be honest, I think there is so much perfectionism and a little bit of being like control freaks in us that we actually like the busy work. And I think we very often attach our own value, our own worth to that work that we do. So can you think of a day when you actually, like some of your students, let's say, cancel their classes and you only have two hours to teach and then, oh yes, I'm going to do so much stuff. I'm going to do, what if you did nothing? What if you did uh, like the thing that would actually do you so much good, which is take a break, which is take that time for yourself. You would feel guilty, right? Because we love that busy work. We think it makes us more valuable people, which is insane, isn't it? So if you if you really like me, actually, because that's a problem I struggle with, I think that uh, I perceive myself as a worthy person only when I'm busy, which which is something I'm aware of at least, but something to definitely work on. Um, at least it's a, a good solution for that would be to develop um, the skill of prioritizing and 
taking on tasks that will actually move the needle in my business. So prioritizing things that will actually have a positive impact on other things. So rather than obsessing over, oh my God, I have to post something or, oh my God, I have to like, I don't know, give this perfect um like i have to probably just just write a perfect email because otherwise people will um stop reading it or whatever i can't think of a better idea now but what if i created a new offer what if i created a new opportunity for people to sign up to my email list what if i created a new idea you know, for people to kind of get to know me or see that i am an authority in my field so more people get interested right so things that will actually get you seen rather than the busy work think about it for yourself and number four so we're kind of moving towards social media another thing that people absolutely obsess about are followers right and it's still a thing we obsess over numbers of followers and i i know what that, why that is it's such an easy metric it's such an easy thing to just look at and think mm, i might be i must be doing something right or i must be doing something wrong because there aren't enough followers so just think of how dangerous that trap is because it's again about your worth about you thinking that i must not be doing enough i must try harder i must um do whatever it takes and it probably is just my personal uh the reason my personality or whatever a, another trait that is not allowing me to be successful and i should probably try what everybody else is trying right so it's an easy way to burn out to frustration and even more self don't know loathing <laughs> i guess so instead of that i think your priority should be a community so instead of absolutely obsessing over how many people there are how many people do you actually know on your social media how many people have you had a conversation with i know that it might sound icky that you know i'm i'm asking you to have conversations with strangers they will they will immediately think that you're trying to sell them something but it, what if you didn't what if you had a conversation with someone about your pet what if you had a conversation with someone about what you've been struggling with about stupid taxes i've had so many conversations these days about the stupid taxes with people will i sell anything to those people who knows but i'm not it's not my agenda right so i bet that you're not bad manipulative people so just start conversations with your existing community this will bring you so much more and it will help people see that you're a human and you're actually a nice person that they might in the future want to work with then point number uh, whatever i forgot uh, is sometimes and it's also about social media it's about uh you feeling the need to post something because otherwise the world would will end right so we get kind of like this this anxiety of oh my god oh my god i i should be posting actually i'm actually in that phase at the moment if i can share here because i haven't been posting very consistently ever since my launch of the uh, rocket 
my business course, um, I've been in that phase of, oh, I can't be bothered. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't sit down and batch. So it's been very difficult. But then I remind myself, what is the priority here? The priority is for me to create more connections. So rather than me thinking about some pointless random piece of content that will not do anything because also there's this thing of having the right energy in order to post something you don't without that energy it won't work anyway and I know you might not be that spiritual person who believes in that stuff but you don't have to believe in it for it to be true (laughs) so what I want you to say is that always when you're struggling when there is day when you open your social media account and you're thinking oh I should probably post something think of creating a connection instead so the way I like to do it is instead of posting something on my feed I go on stories I tell people what I've been struggling with I tell people what I've been doing I tell people about an inspiration and story from my client I tell people about um, what they can expect from me, what I've been working on or have been busy with. Like, however random and however uh, trivial it is, very often the most trivial and stupid, silly things are the ones that create connection because people don't want and don't need like super fancy and super, maybe not even fancy, but super deep motivational uh, content from you all the time they don't need super huge amount of education from you all the time social media is all about connection so if you can share something trivial from your life and be genuine about it rather than just posting one slide and saying have you been on a walk today like lead a story there lead a a, a conversation ask people something like as if you genuinely cared because people can tell whether you genuinely care. That's why I have so many conversations with people because honestly, sometimes I can't be bothered about marketing. But at the same time, that type of authentic marketing, which is me just being myself and sharing with people randomness, has become my biggest, biggest weapon in marketing. Can you see how simple and beautiful that is? And that's why I'm telling you this, because teachers are absolutely capable of that. You can create connections because you've been doing that as a teacher. So now, time to prioritize it. And then the next thing is, which is kind of related again, um, it's not about educating people all the time. So do not focus on educating all the time. It's about making people feel certain things. It's about um, making them feel that they can aspire to something, that they will reach a goal, showing them, like, for example, that's why I always say, post case studies or testimonials because testimonials very often show that there are people who are genuinely excited about reaching a goal isn't that amazing so it's not only a marketing tool it's also about making people feel something and that's beautiful i think that's the best way of creating connections as well and the next thing is um still it's slightly related to social media I know a lot of people who actually struggle with social media and I think it's, you know, there is no wonder there are so many gurus and people telling you all sorts of things that you should do and shouldn't do, when to post, what to post, whatever. But, uh, and then there are too many teachers who 
only focus on being on social media and forget about other things such as emails. If you aren't already uh, collecting emails and sending people regular emails with more value than you do on your social media accounts, then I think you're missing out. Um, it's a good idea to start thinking about how to build an email list so you can then have an actual community of people who are closer, who are definitely more interested in your offers than just those who are your followers. So I would definitely consider that and I would always prioritize email over social media. Although for me personally, my Instagram stories are always going to be one of the strongest points of my uh, marketing. I would say as strong as as emails, but definitely emails would be a great, great, great thing to focus on for you. And then another thing, uh, I think it's point number eight, but correct me if I'm wrong, I think I've lost track, <laughs> is always assuming the worst. So let's think of, let's say, uh, email marketing or starting a newsletter. You might be assuming that, oh, but if I collect those emails, then I'll have to email those people. What if I run out of ideas, right? So you might be assuming the worst. And, you know, there are a certain type of people who actually like to assume the worst so they can get prepared. But I think many people, too many people take it to an extreme and they actually worry so much and get anxious so much that they never see any way out. So instead, and that's my other extreme that I like to do, is I always assume the best. I always literally assume the best. So for example, something is not working, I will tell myself they probably just haven't noticed it. Um, my course sales are not going the way I want to. I will probably need to tell more people about it because they just haven't seen it. I have to remind them because they just haven't um, been paying attention. I always, always, always assume the best in people and the best outcome that works for me. Who cares that it's lying to myself? My brain doesn't know the difference. My brain then motivates me because it feels like, ooh, if people haven't seen it, then it means that you can do something about it. And that's the idea. If you're assuming the best, then your brain will naturally look for solutions rather than for sitting in that smelly pile of, oh, they probably hate me. It doesn't make sense. It will never work out because there is a very hard way out of this. And uh, the next thing I wanted to mention was things that focusing on things that work for others. So I mentioned it briefly that sometimes we, we assume that, oh, <coughs> if a, a certain person, let's say, does something in business like creation of content or um, sending emails or uh, running workshops or raising prices or never raising prices, then you kind of assume that this is the way forward because you've seen it, it worked on you, it kind of got you attracted to it. And yeah, there is some certain truth in it. I think that we get inspired by things that are appealing to us and that's there's nothing wrong with that. But assuming that you can copy that directly into your business is a little bit naive. I think that it's much more effective to focus on things that you can make work. So, for example, I had a chat with a client who said, oh, yeah, 
I like I know I should be doing Instagram, but I just hate it. It like I hate it to the core. I absolutely hate being there. And I, I just I just can't. And I said, why do you do it then? Because I know I have to. And I'm like, but if you know you have to, but it you don't like it, then you're never going to put energy into it. So it might not actually work and you'll just be you'll just be in that vicious circle. So why not try a different platform? Maybe it will work better for you. Oh, light bulb moment, right? So think about it this way. Only because it works for certain people doesn't mean it has to work for you. And the other way around, obviously. And my last point, my dear teacher, that I wanted to mention is thinking, always thinking and always assuming things about people, but in obviously a non-constructive way. So for example, when you're thinking about your prices, you would think, oh, people won't be able to afford it, or people won't be interested, or people will think I'm crazy, greedy, or whatever. So always assuming that people do something, right? Uh, Or think something. And What I want you to do here is to always think when you're thinking such an unproductive and and a thought that doesn't serve you, basically, I want you to think, okay, what's my evidence for it? Because anecdotal evidence isn't enough, okay? The the fact that one time something happened, a client said, oh, I don't want to work with you because your prices are too high. That's not evidence. That's something that your brain chose as evidence. But do you have any other pieces of evidence because otherwise if you've got an idea for something for raising your prices for introducing a new offer and for creating a new course starting to sell ebooks whatever the only way of checking what people will think about it is if you do it right there is no other way of gaining feedback right and also again it's about detaching yourself and your worth from the success or the failure of that um, of that project because if I took personally every little failure that happened over the last year and a half in this business of mine I would already be uh, you know taking antidepressants because I would totally think I'm a failure right but I don't because again it's not up to, it's not, it's not me. It was just an idea that I tested and it didn't work. And that's it. All right. So we could relate it to all sorts of things. Content, you could relate it to pricing. You could relate it to creating your offers. You could create it to uh, introducing new systems that will automate your payments, whatever. If people don't like it, then they don't like it. But at least you try something new that might work better. Okay. Alrighty, my dear, I hope this has been um, inspiring. I hope it gave you some food for thought. Let me know uh, what you think, if any of those uh, things that we tend to focus on, but maybe perhaps shouldn't, uh, have resonated. Uh, Write me a message. I would love to find out. All right. Thank you so much for listening to me today and I'll see you again next week. It's not your fault that you don't know how to make good money as a teacher or how to market your teaching. Nobody's ever taught you, but I'm on a mission to change that. Teachers make the world a better place and they can be excellent at business. They just need direction. That's what I'm giving you here and on my YouTube channel under the same name. 
Make sure that you also follow me on Instagram at hola underscore coaches underscore teachers and check out my website www.olakowalska.com to see if any of my paid offers including my one-to-one coaching, my business foundation course The Rocket or my membership for teachers in business could be the right fit for you. I'll see you soon in the next episode.